when the Catholics were so persecuted and when they risked their lives to hide priests in hiding holes to go to those masses when they could be imprisoned and the priests hung, drawn and quartered. They appreciated what we have. Here in Australia, we only have to drive 10 minutes around Sydney and you'll find a church. You'll have a choice of times. And yet, even in Sydney, which archdiocese, which actually has the highest proportion of attending Catholics in Australia, 15% above the national average, even in Sydney archdiocese, 85% don't bother to come. So this feast is the Feast of Corpus Christi. It's the celebration of this gift of the Eucharist that Jesus has given to us. And the Second Vatican Council said that the Eucharist is the source and the center of our Christian life. We need it. We can't live without food for our bodies. And we can't live without the food that Jesus has given to us for the Eucharist. In the second reading, St. Paul describes the institution of the Eucharist. Just to re remind you what was said, this is what I received from the Lord. He, didn't, he wasn't there himself, like the apostles. When he says, I received from the Lord, maybe the Lord gave him a direct revelation. Maybe he heard it from the others. On the same night that he was betrayed. So the context. context of this gift is the night of the betrayal. The Lord Jesus took some bread, thanked God for it, broke it and said, this is my body, which is given up for you. And then, do this as a memorial of me. Then he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, <coughs> do this as a memorial of me. Therefore, every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are proclaiming his death. If people stop coming to Mass, they can't truly understand what it is. And it is a serious obligation. If you read the Catechism of the Catholic Church, if you miss Mass two or three Sundays without any serious reason, you can't come to communion then the next Sunday because you're not in a worthy state. You've seriously offended the Lord. And uh, so Pope John Paul II wrote that beautiful letter on the Eucharist towards the end of his life. He just focused everyone on this. Remember, he had the year of the Eucharist. He planned the World Youth Day with the theme of the Eucharist, O come let us adore him. He had a synod of bishops on the Eucharist, and he wrote this last encyclical was on the Eucharist. He wanted to bring us back to the central, most important thing of all. So just commenting then on the words that we had in the second reading. He says, The words of the Apostle Paul bring us back to the dramatic setting in which the Eucharist was born. The Eucharist is indelibly marked by the event of the Lord's passion and death, which is not only a reminder, but the sacramental representation. It is the sacrifice of the cross perpetuated down the ages. I like to compare what happens at Mass with what happened during the centenary of Anzac. 
the Anzacs were, uh, you know, they died a hundred years ago on the shores of Gallipoli. And when they had the centenary, thousands of young Australians went to Gallipoli and they had a dawn service. And they had a memorial service to remember those young men who had given their lives, so many of them. But this was remembering something that happened a hundred years before. It wasn't making anything present. They, those were all dead and gone. You couldn't bring them back. It was remembering a past event. Now, what we do at the Mass is not just remembering a past event. It's completely different. Because as Pope John Paul explains to us, he says, it doesn't remain confined to the past since all that Christ is, all that he did and suffered for all people, participates in the divine eternity and so transcends all times. And that's where our little minds find it hard because we are bound in time and bound in space. We can't be in a whole lot of places at once. God is everywhere. We can't, the past for us is over and gone. The future isn't here. We only have the present moment. We're limited creatures, extremely limited. But Jesus was divine and he lives in eternity. So everything that Jesus did, as Pope John Paul explained there, he said, all that Christ is, all that he did and suffered for all people participates in the divine eternity and so transcends all time. So when the church celebrates the Eucharist, the memorial of her Lord's death and resurrection, this central event of salvation becomes really present and the work of our redemption is carried out. This sacrifice is so decisive for the salvation of the human race that Jesus Christ offered it and returned to the Father only after he had left us a means of sharing in it, as if we had been present there. So we are just as truly present at the sacrifice of Calvary as if we had been there standing with John, Mary Magdalene, and the mother. Each member of the faithful can thus take part in it and inexhaustibly gain its fruits. Because... One Mass is enough to redeem the whole human race. It has infinite value. What can limit the value of the Mass for us? It's the way we come, the way we attend. That's why I commend those of you who come early and spend that 15 or 20 minutes in adoration, preparing your hearts so you can draw the most benefit from the Mass. And, of course, we need to then... Um, so he, he say, repeats that. It's important. So I just want to repeat a couple more of the things he says. The sacrifice of Christ and the sacrifice of the Eucharist are one single sacrifice. The Mass makes present the sacrifice of the cross. It doesn't add to that sacrifice, nor does it multiply it. It's a memorial celebration, a representation which makes Christ's one definitive redemptive sacrifice always present in time. And so the Pope says that when we come to this sacrifice, we come to Mass, we should be filled with amazement, profound amazement and gratitude. This is the most wonderful and precious thing we have while upon this earth, the Eucharistic sacrifice. And so it is a real tragedy that in 
affluent countries like Australia, people no longer appreciate it. But in other places, you see it in uh, Flores, the people dressed in their Sunday best, walking across the rice fields, coming to Mass. They appreciate it, the poor, the persecuted, the suffering. But we need to appreciate too, because it is something so precious and so wonderful. So we ask the Blessed Mother who stood by Calvary that she would help us to get a greater appreciation for this wonderful gift that Jesus has given to us, that it would become the center of our lives, that this would be the most important thing in our whole week. And any of us who are able to, even every day, to come to attend this wonderful gift that Jesus has given to us. Amen.